Culture Kings. Culture Kings. Culture. Alright. So out of all the out of all the things that I have acquired over the past few weeks. Some updates to the house. Some updates for my feet. You know, some new shoes. Some essential things to still be able to work during, you know, this pandemic. My yeah. favorite purchase so far mm-hmm. has been I bought a new pillow. And it has changed every part of my life. And I'm so happy right now because I'm sleeping so comfortably. And I might I might cry right now thinking about it because oh my I just gosh. it's very nice, guys. Let me tell you something. When they tell you Did you cry did you cry when uh did you cry when when Jess said yes when you proposed to her? No. Uh did you but you gonna cry over this goddamn pillow? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cause this is why this is why people don't fuck with us, man. This is why people don't fuck with niggas. No, nah, but let me tell you. Let me tell you. See, like you you hope that you hope that marriage is eternal. But sleeping is every day. You know what I'm saying? I've been sleeping before Jess. What came did in my you life. just say? You I've hope been... that marriage is eternal, but sleep is every day? Hell yeah. <laughs> I go to sleep every damn day. I've been going to sleep every day in my whole life. I met Jess 12 years ago. Uh, there's a couple. Of, uh, I hate to break it to you, but there's a couple of days where you didn't go to sleep. I mean, true, but it's still a lot less than how long I've known. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. You've been in love with sleep longer than you've known Jess. You, you know, know, shit. I, okay. I need this sleep. I mean, look, listen, I, I, I love Jess, too. I want her to have as much good sleep as if if she came to me and said, Jackie's. I want you to make a decision right now. I want you to choose my happiness with you or my happiness with sleep. I would let her choose happiness with sleep. I'm not as important. What if she said, what if she said your happiness with sleep or me? I would be like, you selfish as hell for even asking me that. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get Jess one of these pillows too, or did you just get one? She does. She has one too. She has one too. She has one too, and and she says the same thing. Actually, I bought it for her first, and and, because she was complaining that she wanted a new pillow. That gifts love language. Yeah. What's uh? And, what's the what? 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 Talk. Talk about this pillow. Like, what's it doing? Like, what? All right. What are we so here, about here's the thing. First of all, it's a memory foam pillow. Who the fuck a, is this? Hold on. Who the fuck is this nigga? What the fuck are you doing right now? Me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you telling him to talk about? I'm Excuse sorry. Excuse me. Hey, Jakees, talk about this pillow. What is it doing? What is it doing for you? Talk about this pillow. Who the fuck is this nigga right here? <laughs> You're right. You're right, Ed- Edgar. This 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 answer is only towards your question. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I bought Edgar. I bought a memory foam pillow, but it's a memory mm-hmm. foam pillow that you can uh, adjust, so you can take foam in and out. And they gave you a whole bunch of extra foam, but it's not one of those memory foams like you put on top of a mattress. That's just all one big block of foam. Is it's like foam pellets or some shit like that. It's so comfortable. So comfortable. I love it. I'm not going to shout out the brand because they don't sponsor us or the show. But if they want to, Coop, where you at? Oh, I was th- just said God you weren't going to shout. No, believe that out. Pillow? Huh? Who's my pillow? You don't know oh, the my pillow guy? The Republican no, who's dude. My pillow? He's like a Trump guy. 
And he wears like a no. cross in his commercials. <clears throat> he dresses like uh, Billy Mays. Oh, that's cool. No, no, you don't get it. You got to see this guy. Billy Mays <laughs> is a cool guy. He was a cool guy. Nah, he's still alive, bro. Nah, what? Billy Mays. He, Billy Mays is uh, in the OxyClean in the sky. No, he's not, bro. Him and Tupac are in Cuba. Oh, okay. Okay. Honestly, I wouldn't even argue that. I wouldn't even Look, argue you, that. All right, here, here. Throw me some celebrities who recently died, and I'll tell you which one really died and which one's in Cuba. Uh, Kobe Bryant. He died. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, David Bowie. Cuba. Okay. Um, uh, who else fucking died? Um, the 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 cat from Star Trek who got crushed by his Jeep. What? Anton Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anton Yelchin. To know Anton Yelchin as the cat from Star Trek first <laughs> is so disrespectful. Put I'm some sorry. respect. Put some respect on Charlie Bartlett. I know uh, some people are going to be mad at me that I said that. And you know what, guys? Get over it. He's um, dead, but he, Paul Walker's in Cuba. Paul Walker's in Cuba. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, damn, why am I blanking on dead celebrities right now? Literally uh, three great celebrities died last weekend. I don't know that. Oh, name. Little Richard. Little Richard. Little Richard. <clears throat> damn, my allergies are acting up. Um, yeah. Little Richard is in Cuba. Okay. Um, But he... But his, he's dead in Cuba, though. Oh, so he 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 faked his death, flew to Cuba, and then died he when he got there. Died the moment he touched the ground. Damn, he was like, I can't be on no communist soil, and then he died. So does his death count? Like does does <laughs> does deaths on Cuba count? Do deaths no. on Cuba count? They don't. No, no. If you die on Cuba, it don't count. Okay. All right, I got somebody for you. Okay. Um, Malcolm X. He he's didn't recently dead. die. He didn't recently die, no. Uh, he's dead. He's dead, but did he die how we knew him to die? Being assassinated? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he did die that way, but Martin Luther King Jr. did not get assassinated. Damn. He's still alive. He's still alive. He's 90-something. He's 90-something, and he cooks chicken down in Alabama. Oh, he didn't even go to Cuba? Nah, he was he was out there for a little bit, and then you know got tired, and then he was just like, he was what? like, "Whoo! I thought they treated black people bad in America." Yeah, and then he <laughs> left. He realized that they treat black people way worse in Cuba, and his speeches didn't work because they don't speak English. <laughs> that makes you sense. Know? Yeah, so he's just like, "Let me go somewhere where I could give speeches." You know, it's not that they don't speak English; it's just that it's, here's what it is. <laughs> The idioms, the idioms don't work the same. You know what I'm saying? Like right, when he's like, right. "I have a dream." They said, "You don't know say." You know? Yeah, they was like, "You ain't sleep, nigga." Yeah, I don't get it because the idioms don't work the same. Yeah, yeah. That's what people think when we're talking about people who don't understand. Obviously, you look at the words in English and you get the words. I mean, some people don't, but the idioms don't make no sense, right? You know, like in in Creole, there's this thing called pee pee can bem, which right. means I need to pee. But if you translate it literally, it says urine is holding me. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense, though, because urine does hold you, you know? That's why, But that's what I'm saying. It's like, I think what's hard when you're learning another language and especially like applying it and speaking in it is that the idioms don't make no goddamn sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And what does, so what, much of English is relied on idioms. 
What does boomba clap really mean? Uh, I think it's like uh, like a, a pussy nigga or like a bitch boy. Okay, so it's why is, it's a homophobic slur? So why is it oh, so uh, popular? It might not be. It, it started as a dumb meme that everybody just hopped on, but what yeah. it really means is like, yeah, it's just an it's just an it's just an expletive. And how do you say that? Expletive. 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 Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. To, to express anger. Hmm. Sorry, I was confusing Bomoclot with Bati Boy. Mm, I don't know that. I've never heard that. Bati Boy is a homophobic slur. Got it. Well, we don't do those here. We don't, but we did them a lot in middle school. We did, unfortunately. We apologize. We apologize. You know I want to apologize for middle school Edgar right now. How about you, Jaquise? I want to apologize for middle school Edgar and probably uh, 9th through 11th grade Jaquise. Okay, middle school Jaquise was a saint? No, I want to apologize for middle school Jaquise, too. Oh, I said middle school Edgar. I want to apologize double for you and once for me. Okay. And then, but I want to extend mine through probably maybe 10th and a half grade. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Matt, is there anything you want to apologize for? Uh, Yeah, I'll apologize for, I'd say probably middle school, middle school Matt, maybe like, Honestly, first few months of freshman year of high school, Matt. And then I'm a little younger. And then all the way up until 29. Yeah, and I'd like to apologize for uh, yeah, rest of high school, Matt, college, Matt, post grad, Matt, up until now. Okay. Yeah, and in yeah, future, Matt as well. Cause yesterday, cause yesterday you said some shit. Mm. I did. Me. Yeah. Do you remember what you said to me? I'd rather not repeat it, but yeah. <laughs> you said, I, don't, I can't do this one. <laughs> I don't want to do it either. I, you know, I you sent said, you a you heartwarming said, text. You, you're right. You're right. All right. I'll hold this one back. I'll hold this one. I'll just text it. How about this? I'm gonna. T- I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to text it to Jaquise and you, and then okay. we'll... And then we'll just <laughs> and then we'll just all laugh and everyone else will have to wonder. While he's doing that, Matt, would you please introduce the show? Yeah, welcome to Culture Kings. I'm the producer, Matt. You the voices you heard are Jackie Neal and Edgar Montplacier, and they're the hosts, and they're just two of the greatest guys. And uh today on the show we have uh, a fantastic guest. Uh her name is Bridget Todd, and I can't wait to get to this uh to this interview. What do you say, guys? I'm still waiting for the text to come. Yeah, through. I haven't gotten it either. I thought, All right, it's coming. Oh, it's here coming. we go. I got it. It's coming. Oh, no, that's bad, Edgar. So, Bridget, you're from D.C.? So I'm from, from D.C. The murder, you're from the murder capital where they murder for capital? It's now, that's true. New York. Isn't that New yeah. York? Uh, I don't know where the murder capital is anymore. Uh, it was D.C., but I, okay. I don't know that it is now, but it was D.C. for a while. Um, yeah, so you, are you guys are you familiar with the district? Did you spend time here? So I was I've... there for a wedding last year that was right in front of the White House at that White House Historical Museum. Oh, sure, I've been there. there. Yeah, yeah. I also went to D.C. This was two years ago, but just for a wedding. 
and they got married at the Ronald Reagan building. Oh, I've been there too. I've been there too. It was the most extravagant shit. And I'm like, where y'all yeah. niggas? This is my cousin. I'm like, where y'all niggas get all this money from? Like, I know y'all ain't got this much money. Oh is it God. cheap to get married in DC? Absolutely fucking not. And I say this as someone who was like planning a wedding. It is so fucking expensive. I don't know how anybody affords anything. Like, it is so expensive. It's more, it's more expensive in DC than I think other, like, I bet New York and like LA are probably comparable, but it's very pricey. Mm. So, so, these, so your cousin probably has secret money that you don't know about or something. She somebody don't. does. She does. <laughs> somebody, they must have robbed a bank or some shit. <laughs> Uh, like they got, they got married in, if you, if you're familiar with the building, uh, in the part where if you're on like some of the top floors, you look down and you see that big, oh, it looks like a mall. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's wild. It was the wildest shit. And I'm just look, but they're also like fraternity and, and, uh, sorority. Where did people. they go? To co- where did your cousin go to college? Do you remember? Florida, Florida something in Miami. They went to the same university that Isaiah Thomas graduated from. Okay. Okay. So I, I feel like that makes more sense. Like someone like someone who's really into their fraternity and sorority in their college. Oh. I can see them having like a very fa- like a very like proper wedding. I can see they that. did. I was mad about it too. I'm not gonna lie because wait, but, which Isaiah Thomas? Uh, Detroit Isaiah. <laughs> Okay. Not 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 bought not <laughs> not not tiny Isaiah not ti- well, well they both tiny small. yeah they yeah. both pretty tiny uh, old Isaiah not new Isaiah okay. but I I was like I was pissed because my cousin is from Wait, Chicago you mean Indiana Indiana yeah Isaiah, the old Isaiah Thomas went to Indiana no I thought he went to Florida so oh he coached there oh that's what it was he coached okay. there okay hold on. I'm I'm still host. I'm still I'm still looking. All these different Isaiahs. All the, it's too many. Hard <laughs> it's to keep too straight. many Isaiahs. It's too many Isaiahs. I don't know how we talked about. I don't know how we got to weddings. Uh, are you enjoying planning? Are you planning your own wedding or are you planning a friend's wedding? So actually, both. Um, oh my what, gosh, what's wrong with you? It's well, luckily, <laughs> I have to say, like, it just sounds crazy to say. So my. I'm the maid of honor in a wedding for my best okay. friend. And her wedding was like much further along in terms of plans. And so it was supposed to be in this July, but now it's not happening. And, you know, it's right. crazy. It's, just, it's so stressful for her. Luckily for me, I'm like pretty low key. So like, like now we might not even have a wedding and I'm completely fine with it. <laughs> like nice. Totally fine. Yeah. We nice. might have to just do it on Zoom and just like call it a day. And that is a-okay with me. Less money, less planning. Totally fine. That's, That's- the piece too. Jaquise was so happy when this shit hit. He was like, I don't got to get married. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not so much I don't have to plan a wedding. I don't have to get married. <laughs> oh, so that's just, that, that plan is just tabled then, huh? We, I took the ring and everything. I was like, see this shit. Bridget, we, it's so, it's so wild. The age of like internet is such a wild thing. Where you can kind of you can interact with people for years, yes, but never actually meet them, and I feel like that's yes. been our relationship. We've never met in person, right? Yeah, never. We've never met in person. I don't really recall us having. If, if we did, it was only once a conversation outside of just in exchanges online. That's yeah. true. It's funny because I do I. It's funny that you say this because I feel like we have met. I feel like yeah. I know you, but we really have not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. I wonder, I wonder, like, 
what's the equivalent of that for like our parents? Like how did they, mm. if you didn't know nobody, if you didn't know them, right? <laughs> right. right. Pen pals, maybe? Like, oh, we, we, like, we write letters. We write, like, long letters back and forth. Can you imagine sending a pen pal to just a random, like, go get the yellow pages and look at a, at a random address and be like, I'm going to write this person a letter today. I bet you if you do that shit today, that person will write back. Because people are so would. starved for conversation. Every time I'm at the grocery store, somebody talked to me for, like, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to tell you, that is completely me. I am the person who was like, I had, I had like a 20 minute conversation with our, 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 our mailman just because I was like, oh, you're a person. Like, hello. Yeah. Like, how's your day? Tell me about your, are those shoes comfortable? Like, just asking them all kinds yeah. of random shit. I'm yeah. so starved for, for conversation. It's, it's so sad. I've become one of those like old, those like pathetic old people who are like, waste, like, like a salesperson calls your house and they're like wasting their time with like questions and shit. Like that's me now. Because <laughs> you know you're not going to buy it. But you just want to talk to them. I, yeah, I just want to talk. <laughs> Somebody, uh, uh, a homie of mine was like, I was online. I was on the phone for like some health insurance shit to change my address. And while they were doing it, the employee was talking, you know, just about something. I forget what. And my homie, and you know, obliged and was like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then just said like a follow-up sentence thinking that it was time to go to the next person. And was like, and 45 minutes later, <laughs> this person talked to them for 45 minutes later and then realized when he finally hung up that they didn't change the address. <laughs> <laughs> so he literally just had a conversation for an hour <laughs> with an employee at a call center. <laughs> For no reason at all. That's and I was so just, good. it's so wild, man. It's so wild. I no, quarantine, it. it's getting to us. It's getting to us all. It really Absolutely. is. How has it been quarantine? How's your quarantine been? I'm just very curious. Mine's just been chill. I, I realized yesterday that I haven't uh, left my house in like five days since mm. Mother's Day. And, wow. and uh, but like three weeks ago, I would have said, oh, man. I need to leave the house, but it snuck up on me yesterday, and I was like, have I, did I leave the house this week? No, I didn't. I didn't fucking go past my apartment, like, gate wow. <laughs> this week, and it's kind of wild. I don't know. It's, it's wild. I'm, it, I'm having the same shit that everybody else is having, but I'm buying too much shit. I'm eating too much shit. Oh, my God. Story of my fucking life. I, like, yeah. I, I think that I'm definitely, um, it, like, buying more crap that I don't need on Amazon just just to have just to have something to look forward to. It's like, oh well, I know those shoes are coming, so that's something, you know. Right. It's really it's right. really like not good. That's all right. Yo, listen, we all I bought some shoes. We all buying some shoes. We <laughs> some shoes, nigga, you bought like eight pairs of sneakers. Listen, that's some. <laughs> That's some, you know. Some doesn't have a number to it. It just is. It really uh, does. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> some I've feels like it could be exact, any number. <laughs> I've had the exact opposite experience of Jaquise, where it's like, I don't think I've ever spent a day trapped in the house. And I think I had that excuse at the beginning of this because I was moving. I had just, Ana and I had just moved in together when this shit started. So every oh day we were going back to our old place or going to Target to like buy some shit that we needed. But now that we're basically moved in, I haven't stopped that. And I've just been going out and being like, oh, I just need this for the house. But it's a lie. I just I just can't. I'm I'm a, I'm a what is it? What does Mark Wahlberg say? Fucking the other guys. I'm a peacock. You got to let me fly. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I've just been going out every day. 
just walking around the streets. Like my neighborhood's very walkable, has like very good sidewalks. I've been riding bikes, going on twenty mile bike rides mm. just because I just need to get the fuck out of here. Mm. I understand completely. I have to ask you. I hope this is like appropriate to bring up. What is it like being newly moved in in a quarantine? I hate it. And I can't even imagine what that must be like. Because I absolutely hate it. <laughs> in the beginning, wild. in the be- in the beginning of all of this, when when this was all starting, y'all was moving in. I was like. All right, man, report back in, in like five, six weeks. He was I like, oh, it. it's cool. We having more sex than ever. We doing this. Man, it was good. And I was like, all right, bro. <laughs> when I said that sentence that we having more sex than ever, that was the last time we ever had sex. <laughs> you cursed yourself. You see? You cursed yourself. Real talk. Real talk. Uh, it's, it's been a few days on the calendar for your boy, too. And I'm like, shit. Quarantine is not. Quarantine is not healthy for these relationships like oh, we think it is all. see not i have all, to say i feel for in my situation i feel like weird sex is so the, the things that we have in quarantine that like bring us excitement or joy food and weird sex and that's like the thing oh, the way that we're like getting through this so for me yeah. those are like eating too much and then like having a lot of sex, new sex <laughs> i'm not gonna say too much but like you know it's just like, new exciting shit yeah like oh like Keep your hoodie on. I don't know. <laughs> keep like, your keep your hoodie on. <laughs> nah, baby, nah, baby. Keep them headphones on. Keep them headphones on. Keep them headphones on. No, 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 no. Hey, you know that suit that you wear to work? Put that shit on right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like exploring something, just just to mix it up. You know, it's, we're so fucking bored. So fucking bored. I don't know, man. If I was hooking up with a girl for the first time, she's like, "Hey, yo, keep your hoodie on." I'd be like, "You know what? I'm out of here. I don't know what kind of fantasy you have." <laughs> I don't know what you think I am. I'm out of here. Keep my hoodie on and then do what with it. Mm. That was a weird especially, example. Especially if it was like a white a white chick too. You know, keep your hoodie on. Yeah, you're like, keep your hoodie on. Weird, what yeah. weird fantasy are you like acting out right now? Take these skittles. Put these skittles in your hand. Oh no! <laughs> That's so fucked up, bro. That's so fucked up. <laughs> I was thinking it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, though. There's darkness in my heart, Jaquisa. This is the only way I can deal with it. It's to put it on y'all. <laughs> I apologize, Bridget, for the, the, view, the views of Edgar did not uh, coincide That's with the views of views, Culture Kings. That was, that was the hypothetical girl that I was hooking up with. Oh, right. Right. Don't put this That's on right. him. That's right. Don't the views that of that me. white girl do not coincide with the views of Culture Kings. <laughs> Uh, just keep that in mind. <laughs> no, nah, but it's been it's been chill. Like I I for unfortunately it's starting to feel like the norm now. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. uh, like a homie said a couple of days ago, or yesterday, today for the first time it actually felt like a Friday, and I felt that oh, yeah. I was like shit. Yes. Yeah, it kind of yes. did. It feel really like did. A Friday. It really like, did. Yeah, like I'm looking forward to this weekend where I don't have as much to do. Yeah. So it's been it's been wild. I don't know, but are you, I'm in, are you, sorry. Are you ahead. all are you all finding ways to like like what's like what is what brings what has been bringing you joy other than buying lots and lots of sneakers? What has been bringing you joy in the quarantine? Oh, Bridget, do you, you watch what? Dead to Me? I do watch Dead to Me. I just started that, and that's oh, been wait, bringing me joy. You started <laughs> from you you started from the first the first from season the first or you're season. in okay good from good good season. you're in for a treat. Okay, uh, well I'm in season two now. 
Okay. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to let Edgar drag me down real quick. What you are you such say, a. You are such a housewife, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I got my. I know you're hospital. probably baking it. I, I know you're baking while you're watching it too. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I made a whole cake a week and a half ago and ate that bitch in four days. And I need to. I was like, this is it. I need to uh, stop. <laughs> I need to stop this. You are dead uh, to me. It's good. It's Where holding me off until. It, it's holding me off till the good wife comes back. Right. He's wearing like a face mask. Mm-hmm. He's got like, you know, he's, yeah, he's like drinking a white claw or a rose. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm drinking. Hold on. I'm drinking my rose. Yes, sir. My Chardonnay. My Chardonnay barely chilled. <laughs> Every once in a while, drop a cube of ice in it. There you go. Oh, you make, you make a wonderful like like uh maybe divorced white lady in her 40s mm. you make you make a very wonderful one i make a wonderful karen yeah a wonderful <laughs> karen <laughs> yeah but you, you don't turn up you don't turn up on uh on service workers though that's your only that's the only thing you're missing that's true you respect true. service workers i do i do and that's that's where i draw the line so i'm carrying with the c i'm not carrying with the k oh, there you go k carrying with the I, c uh, this is very uh like film film nerd film boyish but like uh i've been been enjoying watching anna watch the wire and the leftovers back to back and just watching her like ask questions and then get surprised by shit it's very nerdy of me because i'm just like yeah you don't you don't know good television watch these shows (laughs) and now she's watching them and it the, the happiest moment of my life was earlier this week anna came into the room that i was in and she was just like the leftovers is the best show i've ever seen and i said thank you now you, have, now you have taste. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates this dynamic that you're describing, where you where you introduce <laughs> her to things, you put her on things. Um, is this her first time watching The Wire? Yeah, yeah. She oh, avoided she avoided it because she's racist. Oh shit! Well, gotta mm. gotta handle that. Mm. Mm. That white girl that he was talking about in his fantasy. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Anna. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Anna said, "I got this police uniform on. You want to do something with it?" <laughs> Actually, Anna does have a police uniform too. Uh, she does have a police <laughs> uniform. <laughs> she does. She does. Uh, what are you? What are you doing, Bridget? Put us on yeah. to something. Put put the world um, on to something. Let's see. What am I doing? I'm doing a lot of like I've gotten really into plants, which I feel like is a very like that's cool. cliche thing. Um, so gardening has been really helpful. Um, television has been helpful. Um, definitely love. Uh, uh, dead to me was super excited when that new season dropped um yeah i wouldn't mind going back and re-watching some shows like I, I would love to watch the sopranos from the beginning like shows that we loved and that were real like cultural forces i think it could be really fun to go back and get into those um mm. yeah should so i appreciate I, should i start better call saul yeah <laughs> well yes yes it's better than breaking bad really Ooh. Okay, here's what it is. Ugh, this is so nerdy of me. But, like, I think for us, Breaking Bad was such a ride because, okay, it, what did you like about Breaking Bad, both of y'all? Like, what was your favorite parts about Breaking Bad? I liked that it was, like, a thrilling show. Like, it was a, it was a show that, like, after the episode ended, you were like, I can't fucking wait to see what happens next. Like, it was like that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. I, it was, I liked the, it was very story-driven and very well-acted. And I thought the ending of Breaking Bad was probably the perfect ending to a show uh, okay. that I've seen so far. Okay, then Jaquise, you will like Better Call Saul. Bridget, you will not like Better Call Saul. Well, I mean, I 
I, I really liked the character of Saul. And I, I like the idea of seeing, like, of seeing the backstory of like how he ended up where he is in Breaking Bad. So I would actually love yes. to see that. Um, yeah. So it's not a lot of like, it's not like a thrill it ride. It, it has a little bit of it, but I think that the reason why I like it more is because I do think that sometimes Breaking Bad would like kind of betray itself to do like some real thrilling shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's like some episodes where I was like, this episode is too cool for school. Like, like I like the twins as characters, like are like as a thing, a plot device. But when I think about it, I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. You tell me that these, these two twins that don't say any words that go around and kill people. That's crazy. And they like, kill, and kill just, people in wild ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like shit like that. And break it. Or like that one episode where him and his son are like revving up their Dodge Chargers next to each other. There's just some <laughs> moments like that in Breaking Bad where I'm like, this shit's fucking wild. Yeah. But Better Call Saul is a lot more. It does have those moments, especially like. Like, there is like this nostalgia effect to it where you like are like oh shit the twins are back or oh shit here's gus before he's gus like you know what i mean because it's like it takes place way before any of that shit happens but it is very very well acted and way more story driven in terms of like you're really watching how someone becomes saul goodman mm. okay all right that was a very like winning endorsement okay i'll fuck yeah, with man. it i'll fuck with it i'll i'm gonna i might start it I still have never watched The Wire either. Oh well, you should definitely start there. That's like the best. That's oh, like the keys. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is. You have to start there. I would say. Um, right. As a black actor, you gotta watch The Wire. Yeah, that's what are you like, doing? Like, uh, you know, some listen, of the best I'll, performances you'll ever see. I'll see myself out, y'all. I apologize. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we've already <laughs> established that I'm Karen with a C. All right. So, are you really that surprised? Uh, I'll watch The Wire after I finish the last couple episodes of General Hospital. <laughs> uh, Bridget, I do want to. I do want to. I I, I want to shift to this because I do think this is dope. Uh, as we're talking about content, uh, I and I saw that you 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 started a company uh, called Unboss Creative. That's right. That's my company. Yeah, which is so dope. Uh, I've had conversations with Edgar and other people about starting. And we've had conversations on here starting black driven companies for content that black people are making uh because there aren't many uh so Mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's dope as shit talk can you tell us can you tell us a little bit about unbossed creative tell the world i can i'm so happy i'm so happy that you're bringing it up yeah so unbossed creative is my uh media company um it's one year we had our one year birthday uh last month so it's one year old um and thank you uh, it's funny, I definitely, it was definitely a journey for me um, as a creative. I, it, so the reason why it's called Unbossed, it's after one of my heroes, Shirley Chisholm, that was her motto, Unbought and Unbossed. And it really stuck with me because a lot, when I was starting to you know work as a creative, I really didn't like having a boss. So it was something that I like really, really didn't, didn't sit well with me. So whenever I had an office job, to be honest, like it was always kind of a race to either quit or get fired. I just like wasn't someone who worked well in a nine to five office vibe, never have. And it always was like a, a real, a real, it was a real like draining process for me to be like in fluorescent lighting, listening, like having to like make nice to a boss. And I guess I always just thought like, well, I'll have to figure it out. I'll have to, you know, this is how you make money. And when I realized that I could start my own thing and I didn't have to have a boss except for myself, that was such a shift for me. You know, I think that I always thought about creative work as just like something I did on the side and that I didn't think of it as like a way to, you know, 
make money for myself, a way to build power, a way to tell our stories. I wasn't thinking of it that way. I was sort of thinking of it as like a little hobby, but a shift in me happened when I realized like, oh no, this is how people start media companies. Like you could just keep doing that, but do it with the, you know, but do it with like a strategy and a little bit of business and all that behind it. And you can actually like, like that's how companies get started. And so yeah. it really was a really empowering process. I definitely recommend, you know, I mean, I guess like being a, a small business owner isn't for everybody. So it's not everyone's path, but it really was uh, after some really frustrating experiences I had working with other folks, other companies, other, you know, big companies, it just really made sense for me to have a little bit more um, ownership of, of, who I am and the, the, the work that I produce. And it's been, I'm not going to say it's always been great because it's definitely ups and downs, but it's been a really interesting journey. Like being your own boss, you learn so much about yourself and your weaknesses and your strengths. And you just have to be really honest about yourself and how you show up. It was definitely very a, a interesting experience. That's dope. I want to read to you something that, uh, uh, um, it's I've been listening to the album Gray by Moses Sumney. Do you fuck with Moses Sumney at all? Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. And this is something from his song Boxes that I've been thinking about a lot where he said, "We have no place that we can claim without contention. We are constructing a whole new edifice of boxes to put people in to protect the space inside which you can exist. Very concerned about giving names. This dissatisfaction seems like the natural byproduct of identification. I truly believe that the people who define you control you. And the most significant thing that any person can do, but especially black women and men, is to think about who gave them their definitions and rewrite those definitions for themselves. Like, Fuck. how much of that are you like thinking about in terms of like this product that you're putting out there? Because I do feel like I understand what you're saying in terms of like working for another company and being like, they're basically deciding who the Bridget Todd everyone else sees is. So, like, how much of that are you, like, thinking about when it comes to, like, your company? When you read that quote, I got chills, right? Like, that is such a defining, that has been such a defining thing for me. Understanding how others see me and how that impacts like, where they put me, how they think of me, like, where, where they think I can go, spaces they think I can go, and how I see myself. And I think for mm. so much of my life, like, being in a lot of white, predominantly white spaces, whether they were school or like workplaces, that was the under, I think that for a lot of us, that is like the undercurrent of how you feel. It's like, you can tell, you can tell when someone is putting you in a box, defining you, but even if it's not a bad, even if it's not in a bad way, it's still them defining you. And I'm, I'm vast. There's so many different, all of us, like we're vast, complex creatures. And I feel like we don't often get the, the space to define what that looks like for ourselves. And that it mm. really can be just so limiting. And it's like, I think for a long time, I felt like I didn't even really have a voice. And I could tell like that, like that shit gets in your head. And I had to really kind of like unpack it. And it, it was involved a lot of work. Like it gets you when it, like for me, I could, I could hear other people reacting to things I was going to say or how I was going to be like on my behalf and that would change what I had to say. And that was like really when I was like, I need to like step back and do some processing as to like how I got here. You know, um, I think it was, um, who is, who's the black writer who talks about um, double consciousness where like when you're a black person, you have these two double things in your head, how you see yourself and then how the outside sees you. And those two things are sort of always, you know, at attention, always at odds. 
coming to realize that and kind of undo uh, all of that was like such a, a big thing for me. Yeah, that was uh, W.E.B. Dubois. Look at you with your like black studies. <laughs> your black no, studies. I, now that's Google. That's the power of Google. I just put a double <laughs> consciousness into Google and his name came up immediately. <laughs> you see, I, I knew who it was. I ain't happy. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's, what's a W E M B mean in W E B Dubois? What's the W E B mean? Yeah. What's that stand for? <laughs> you know, we, we, we evolve blacks. <laughs> That was really good. That was really good. (laughs) This nigga's name was We Evolve Black Dubois. (laughs) Hello, what's up? My name is We Evolve Black Dubois. Okay, we got to do something about that. We got to do something about that. Nigga, your name is W.E.B. Dubois now. We can't go around saying that. <laughs> oh my God. I remember on, uh, it was Black History Month, uh, the first Black History Month of the Trump administration. And, and I remember someone saying, like, I guarantee Trump is going to tweet a picture of the rapper Webby and be like, W.E.B. Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, didn't he do something, say something like, We appreciate the work that Frederick Douglass is, has done and is going to do? Didn't he say, didn't yeah, that Trump? It was something that was ridiculous. Yeah. That, was, that was his first. That was his first. Uh, uh. Oh, I, sw- I swear, if he wasn't so detrimental to the country, uh, he would be the funniest president of all time because <laughs> he's such a fucking moron. Bro, his hit. Well, he's funny. He's funny, man. It is. It's, like, it's beyond parody. It's such a yeah. fucking parody. Uh, all right. So here, here's the thing. As 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 the founder creator of Unboss Creative, uh, me and Edgar want to, co- and also. The host, which I don't want to gloss over because you do such a lot of dope shit. You uh, Afro punk, uh, mom, what, mom. What I always get this wrong because I always because all those shows were fucking so close together. Stuff you should know. Uh, all the stuff, stuff shows. All the stuff shows. Stuff mom. Stuff mom never told you. Stuff so mom that, never told mm-hmm. you. Yes, 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 yes. You were close. You were very close. Uh, I wasn't as close as I should have been. I could have just looked it up and. You and, was a lot closer than. We evolve black Dubois. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that was his name. Y'all just lost, man. Y'all just lost out here in this world. Uh, real C real, baby. Real C real. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's the thing. You know, me, me and Edgar, we have culture kings. Uh, but But we may be looking into, you know, creating a new podcast and we want to we want to give it to you but but of course you have to sign off on it so we want to pitch you some podcasting and we want to we want you to we want you to tell us if this is something you're interested in to bring it into the unbossed creative family let me let me hear it lay it on me okay we got we got a few we got a few so please feel free to be as brutally honest uh as 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 you want to be all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because we we want to make sure that we're bringing something that is of quality to your right. network. You know, what I'm all saying? right. You don't want to bring right. nothing that's not quality to your network. Exactly. When people think of Culture Kings, they think of quality. Quality. Um. <laughs> so I, I'll throw a first pitch out there, and, and feel 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 free to to add on fill to this pitch if yeah, you like. Fill in the blanks. I got you. I'm thinking we do a podcast that is just a rewatch of the first six seasons 
of Rugrats. I'm talking, I'm talking pre-dill pickles. None, none of that dill pickle shit. None of that Paris Rugrats go to Paris shit. I'm talking pre-dill pickles Rugrats. And then at the end of every episode, so we talk every episode, and at the end of every episode, me, me and Edgar will cover "Take Me There" by ah! and Backstreet. And it's gonna, and we'll just do different covers of it every episode. One one episode we'll do a country cover. One episode mm-hmm. we'll do an R and B cover. But mm-hmm. it's gonna be the same ending to every episode, which is oh my cover, god, take me there. And then on the on the finale, Maya actually comes and does it. How great! Oh that shit! Yeah, this, just, yeah. That's what we need you. you for. We need you to bring Maya in because we don't have access to Maya. I have her on speed dial. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I have to tell you. I was Susie Carmichael twice for Halloween in my life. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, Voiced by one of my favorite women in the world, Chris Summer. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, Chris Summer's amazing. She's so Very talented great. musician as well. Yeah. yeah. she uh, Truly, she was like the voice of my childhood. Like, she was so, so many different cartoons. I, I, I'm, even today, I love cartoons. And so, like, she, you know, um, she was Elmira on Tiny Toons. Mm-hmm. Like, she was like, like the voice of our childhood. She's amazing. She's she so in, amazing. Was she in Last Airbender? Don't quote me on that. I don't. I don't remember her. She wasn't a main. Maybe she was. I don't think she was don't, a main. Don't character quote me on that, that yet. Uh, also, shout out to the Carmichaels, a very successful black family that right. doesn't, doesn't get their shine. Doesn't get their. They shine. don't get their shine. If you if you remember the Rugrats, Susie Carmichael was like their mature friend that they would go to for help. She like mm-hmm. always knew what to do, which I really mm-hmm. appreciated. And the dad was a writer of a, a create showrunner of a show, and the mom yes. was like a lawyer or something like that. <laughs> they Wasn't were he a doctor. The I'm dad kidding. was the dad was not. He was the of the Care Bears. He was the creator of the You're Care right. Bears. You're right. Oh, whatever that's their right. Version, whatever their version. Like the, of the, dumb, Care Bears the dummy was. bears. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, would, I would listen to the hell out of a Rugrats rewatch podcast. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I like that. But but we're, we we got more. Yeah. We got more. We got more. Just because we want you to pick the best one. So okay. I don't know. You got you got a pitch, Edgar? Yeah, I got a pitch. All right. Uh, my pitch is a show called Only Fan, <laughs> where me and my friends. We well the top of every episode is me and my friends talking about our top five OnlyFans accounts that Ooh. we've seen. Okay, and then the, each episode we interview a different we interview a different sex worker. Oh, I think that would be very interesting. And then at the end, she tells us who she's an OnlyFan of. Oh, so can, do, do do you have a like a what's the most interesting OnlyFans content that you've seen thus far? Or maybe this is like too personal a question. Uh nah, it's not too personal. Uh hmm. I guess there's this like <laughs> I'm I'm like very interested. <laughs> there's this lady, Lady Valencia. She pretty cool. She uh <laughs> She be beating on niggas and I'll be like, yo, that's that's cool. <laughs> well, what I think is so cool about OnlyFans is that there are like you know, human sexuality is like vast, right? There's like so yeah, much yeah. stuff. It's like people people yeah. are just like very creative, and I just think that like the yeah. ability to like make the content, the se- make the like sexual content that you want to consume, that you want to put out there, like mm-hmm. it is kind of like, em- like empowering, isn't the word, but like it's just like yeah, people are very creative, and like ha- like That's having right. the barrier to like make the sexual content be lowered where anybody can do it is like you just see some interesting shit. 
That's right, and that's exactly the voice and thinking behind my podcast. You just <laughs> you just said exactly what my podcast would be. Thank you so much. I like okay. it. Both these okay. are both great ideas. All right, I have another pitch. I have another pitch, but this pitch is going to start uh, with the host. So I don't have it fully fleshed out, but I I, I have a host for you. Um, first, let me let me let me tell you the the theme song. It's going to be a hip hop riff on the Beetlejuice theme song, uh, right? And then your host is Beetlejuice. And oh! not like Michael Keaton, but, you know, short homie with the big teeth Beetlejuice. Uh, <laughs> like that Beetlejuice. You don't know who that is, Edgar? I know who he is. I want to know why you want him on the pod. <laughs> because I feel like his voice... Uh, is he dead? Well, that would be even more interesting if he's dead. <laughs> Uh, if you get a dead guy to do a podcast, that shit would be dope. Uh, I don't know if he's dead though. I yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he's dead. I feel like he would be dead. I mean, I feel like he would be alive. And but, (laughs) but this show, but this show is hosted by him, and he's been unfairly tagged as somebody who people don't see as attractive, right? Mm, And so, and so, this show is gonna be about people who are viewed as unattractive. So we get like the Biz Marquis, we get the Flavor Flaves, we get, you know, uh, we get, (laughs) we get the Edgar Montblazers, you know what I'm saying? Uh, We'll get the Matt Apodacas, we'll get, we'll get, (laughs) we'll get all the people who people may say, "Mm, I don't know about them looks. And then it's a deep dive into why they think they are the uh, the mostest you know like beetlejuice was the ghostest with the mostest i think mm. they feel like they're just still very attractive and worthy of beauty and beautifulness oh i i like this you know what's <laughs> funny i mean you 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 both are actors right uh, i'm an keys. actor yeah okay something that i i've often wondered is like you know when you can tell that a casting agent wants like someone who is like supposed to be unattractive what is it mm. like to be someone who like goes on those calls where it's like, oh yeah, like I, when they were looking to hire, to, to cast an ugly girl, that's, those are the calls that I go out for. What, that, what, what must that be like for someone to so have to sort of own? You know, that's so interesting. That's so interesting that you bring that up because that's what my podcast is about. My <laughs> podcast is called Miscast and it's about people, one, you bring in a movie where you say this role is miscast and then you cast that, you recast that role. Mm. I would listen to that. That's a good mm. idea. But with only beautiful people, you're saying? Only beautiful people. You say this nigga was too ugly to be in this movie. <laughs> it should, be, it should Let, be this beautiful person. Let's just destroy. Let's just destroy some self esteem with this podcast. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's yeah. what the whole podcast. That's the name is of. That, is that the name of it? Uh, esteem, uh, esteem destroyed. Esteem destroyed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh yes yes I you know what I I would be okay being on that show I yeah uh, for sure and and honestly as an actor whenever I see that it I laugh at it I don't care uh it's always a funny thing when you be like we want somebody with just a normal face uh and then I'll get these and like all right I guess I just got a normal face <laughs> <laughs> good to have it confirmed right like oh, yeah, normal yeah, yeah I'm okay yeah. with that I'm okay with that I've all never right. seen size that said that for me. <laughs> yours yours say we want a strapping black man we want a strapping black man tall yes. dark and handsome mysterious <laughs> but still fun 
<laughs> the last the last the last podcast and then and then Bridget, you can choose which one of these you actually want to bring on to unpost okay. creative. Uh this one is just going to be a podcast where we play a commercial for you. Commercial that you know the world may knows, or maybe a commercial mm-hmm. that the world doesn't know. Obviously, it's only on audio. We would also link a video so you can see the video. And then we redo that commercial and our vision with only blackness. Like the how the commercial would look from the hood perspective. And the podcast is only going to be like 10 minutes because, you know, it's not that much you can do with one commercial. Uh, but it's a 10-minute podcast. It's a quip. It's this podcast, we pitched it to Quibi, but they were like, I don't know. Uh, so we want to know if you would take this 10-minute or less podcast. And it's just called... Uh, niggas do this better, and <laughs> and that's the podcast. Is we 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 watch a commercial and then we pitch and we act out a better version of it with only black faces. I fucking love it. I spend a lot of time uh, high on my couch watching commercials and like really like really thinking about them and like really like like overthinking them. So this is a perfect show for me. Perfect. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, these are our pitches, Bridget. Listen, I'm not yes. gonna. Neither one of us are gonna be offended uh, if you don't choose ours. But we we want to know which one of those you think is is the right landing spot for for Unboss Creative. I think all of them. I think I like them all. Bring them but, all on. I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Each one of these costs five million dollars to produce. Yeah, so they all have a five million dollar budget. So you yeah. can't just bring all of them. You can't bring them all though. You can't bring. Them <laughs> oh my i'm imagining that like like the these are going to be like beautifully audio soundscapes <laughs> oh yeah a real like oral like oral sensation <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. our theme music is going to be a live orchestra every episode wow every episode. jesus <laughs> <laughs> you know i think we can make it happen let's do it okay damn bridget out damn. here with the money damn bridget i don't, I don't mean i mean she's living in dc you know that's yeah. why she getting married at the white house you don't get to have Maya on speed dial and not you. <laughs> I don't have my wish. She from All the right. murder capital where they murder for capital. That's oh, right. Shit. We did start right. off talking about that and now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. You got all that capital, Bridget, but we won't tell your secrets. <laughs> Thank we you. We will not tell your secrets. All right. All five shows coming to you in 2021 on Unboss Creative. Uh, be on the lookout, everybody. Be on the lookout. Um, Bridget, this has been such a blast and, and such a good time. Uh, I do want to, we do want to give you the space to talk about anything, yeah. uh, that's coming up for you or something that you're excited about, uh, yes. that you want people to know about. Uh, so yeah. Do you got any, you got anything you want to, you want to share with the, with the kingdom? I do. Thank you. Thank you for that space. I, if you want to hear more about what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram at Bridget Marie in DC or on Twitter at Bridget Marie. And uh, please subscribe to my new podcast called There Are No Girls on the Internet. Comes out on July 7th on iHeartRadio. So oh, what's that about? Check it out. Well, There Are No Girls on the Internet is really an exploration of the intersection of gender, the internet, of internet culture, and tech. I think that we often think that women and other marginalized voices were not part of the internet and not part of technology, but actually we were there from the very, very, very beginning, like way back. And so we really should see these domains as like rightfully ours, as 
you know, domains where women and folks of color and other marginalized voices, like we helped create this, but yet we often get overlooked. And so I really want to go back and, you know, take a look at all the ways that marginalized voices have shaped what it means to be online. So please check it out. That's dope. Thank you. And not that this is something that I'm like working on, but I have to say, because of you, I'm back in. I'm back watching the challenge. Oh, so oh, I'm wow. very, very, very excited to have a reason yes. to like dive back in. I, like this season God, has been wild. God, I fucking love that show. <laughs> it's just so go. good. Here we go. It's That's been, fantastic. It's been. I. I. The, the. This past year, it is. I. It has been so nice to just find out all the secret challenge stands that I've started coming out of the woodwork. Like, oh, you watch the challenge too? Oh shit, I got back into it. Or oh, I'm watching it. It's been really dope. Uh, it's, especially with no sports right now. Yeah. People are fucking with it. People are fucking with it heavy right now. Oh, but Which is I... why everyone should check out The, the Deliberation. Oh yeah, The Deliberation. Uh, new pod talking about this current season and, and then beyond. Uh yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time to to talk some some reality TV. I guess. Oh my god, definitely. Do you remember when Diem died? It was the saddest thing. It was very sad. Yeah, it was sad. I cried a couple tears for that one. Uh, mm. I loved that. I mean, I loved that. Especially if you're watching Total Madness now and all the toxic relationships they are showing uh, on the show right now. Uh, the DMCT relationship was uh. was very sweet, especially because he was such a fucking monster <laughs> yes i it's i've been i was going back and watching old real world old real worlds and like five minute chunks on youtube and mm-hmm. i watched the season with him he was so terrible on that he show a, like he was a monster <laughs> he was a monster <laughs> ct was a fucking monster uh but ct now is he's like everybody's dad he's <laughs> like it's, it's like change. the equip yeah it's like the equivalent of uh of when somebody you know is getting old and now they're trying to get into heaven like that ct yes <laughs> right now <laughs> that is ct now <laughs> and actually and i honestly love it i fucking love i love chill ct <laughs> with oh. dad bod and everything is is pretty fucking funny Oh, getting old and trying to get into heaven. Oh my God. I know exactly. I like, yes, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking dope. Uh, Bridget, thank you so much. Uh, I think it's really dope. You're a dope ass person. Uh, your energy is amazing. Uh, and, and you also are doing a lot of really important stuff that you are, you know, uh, shelling out to the world. So I appreciate you. And, uh, this was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. I hope I get to come back soon. Like this has been oh, honestly in the quarantine. This has been like the highlight of my quarantine. So oh, that's, <laughs> that oh, is stop. way too nice. Uh, yeah. And probably go the last time food. that we'll hear that. <laughs> <laughs> go, go eat go some have food some and sex. I promise you'll change. Yeah, I, mean, I got to go put my hoodie on. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Culture King. You know, I'm so happy that we had Bridget on, especially because Matt was so, uh, so, so adamant about not having any women on the show what? Uh, for the rest of the year. And and I didn't like that policy. So I'm glad that, you know, me, we stood up for ourselves, Edgar. I'm, I'm very glad. I mean, Matt did tell me two things. He said, COVID's going to COVID's gonna kill your grandmother 
and it's going to kill any chance that a black woman has of coming onto this show. I don't like so this. So I'm very happy that Matt gave <laughs> us the space to, you know, uh, have this discussion. And, you know, Matt, you've been wrong so far. My grandmother is alive, and we had a black woman on the show. We so, did. So when you do this to me, you, mm-hmm. what, what, I, what, what I think you don't realize is that I think the, the audience is, of course, very savvy. They know that this is not true, that I'm not saying these things, that this is a bit of your own design. But you're, you're exposing your own thoughts and putting them on me. And how about that? Huh? Matt, I've only no. think, I only think pure thoughts. That's why they gave me the show The Wokus, is because I'm a very pure thoughtful human that is being. true that wasn't your own creation they did have this this premise of a show like ah oh, if only someone was so woke that we could have them host <laughs> this who no one exists and then that's you right. came walking by and they were like yeah. that's him the wokest man that's right and that's and right. like literally like four days before shit started to go down we were in talks to go ahead and and bring the game show to stitcher premium me and colin and i don't think that I don't think that you can have a game show who has game show host who has any thoughts but just family and fun <laughs> yep. and, and pure and pure unadulterated yep. fun. So big money. you know, you know, I, 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 I'm a giving person. I don't take and I don't also I also don't have negative toxic thoughts. I wanna read some of the compliments that so on there's this uh our earwolf post from oh, user God. From user Silly Koa, who we're going to pretend is a real person. And they said, uh, Matt Abadaka is a great earwolf hire. Love listening to Candy Dinner, despite their maddeningly infrequent release schedule. When Matt got picked up, when Matt got picked up as a producer, I'm just going to correct this person. That's not what they wrote. This person should have done an edit pass on their post. Uh, when Matt got picked up as a producer for Earwolf, I was really happy to hear him take an active role on Mike and Culture Kings and how did this get played? He's got a great sense of humor, sort of a fa norm core, which is not true. It's very real. And his presence on these podcasts always make me laugh. Love his guest spots too. Probably most of all, maybe don't, which is a criminally underrated show in its own right. Anyways, just thought I'd show some love for a podcast person who's making my core a little less boring. And it got 93 upvotes. That's pretty big. Wow. That's pretty nice. Comments. I thought that was a very sweet thing. I have been um, thinking for several days what this person means by me being faux normcore. I don't understand. Matt, you know exactly what it means. And it is 100% your sense of humor. As someone who has performed with you. What do you mean? What, did they, what your does that entire mean? Life. What is normcore? Matt, you your sense of humor is playing a very normie, normie kind of a person. Like, if you were a Simpsons character in Honest, I think you outwardly look like Bart Simpson, but your humor is very Ned Flanders. Like, you are... What? I'm, very... an, I'm a normal man. <laughs> but that's where your humor... As someone who has performed with you for years now, you get off, like, your your funniest jokes are reading. It's like, hello there. Uh, or how you say... Hey, everybody. It's very normcore. You're very normy in your humor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you we're bringing you, is... but that's that's the performer, Matt. We're that's bringing the you the real, Matt. We're bringing you the Which... real young Prince Apodaca, you know. Which is why I wanted to bring up this other comment from KK Lax. He's good enough that I almost look past his problematic views that get exposed on Culture Kings. He hasn't even tried to refute any of them in the past couple of episodes, shaking my, dad, shaking my damn head. Okay, wow. and then, then detector sarcasm, which I guess not how much of a detector. 
said, oh, no, I am not a regular listener. Can you elaborate? <laughs> Wait, that's and- their username? <laughs> 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 that's so funny. I didn't realize that. That's so funny. What Which a nice thread with the- nice people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not a very good detector, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then so someone said, the host of Culture Kings have a running bit making Matt out to have problematic views. Matt usually shuts them down, but since they switched to remote recordings, he doesn't always have a mic ready to chime in. So let's, I want to break some of these myths down. First of all, this is not a bit. Matt yes. truthfully oh, no, says that is a bit. all that of is these. true. No, you just said the truth, Matt. No. You just said the truth. This is not a bit. Matt says all of this shit. We're yeah. just telling you what he says. We are, we are truth tellers. Yes. Second, we're not muting Matt. Matt has a mic. He's choosing not to answer. He's no, and choosing I, I think not to respond. On the last I don't think two, you guys I don't think you guys realize how podcasting and editing works. Uh we have no power to mute Matt at all. He is in charge of the Zoom meeting, so we can't mute him. And we don't edit the show. Uh so we can't yeah. mute him at all. I think what they're responding to specifically was in the the last two that were recorded, this those were recorded a little earlier in the quarantine and I didn't have um I had my mic and stuff but I was dealing with like an SD card issue so that particular session where we recorded those two guests back to back I didn't have a way to record myself so I that's and by I SD saying. SD you mean silly democrats Mm-hmm. Yes, You're I silly. mean my my silly Democrats card was full. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I didn't have. A- You're like I can't hear anymore from these silly Democrats. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't respond. I simply cannot respond to these <laughs> these uh, these silly Democrats. <laughs> well, listen, you can find you can find me and Edgar uh, being amazing partners to our significant others. Uh, you know, taking tending to their needs, their wants. Mm-hmm their desires uh mm-hmm. and you can find matt um at your local uh gym banging on the door with a protest sign saying let me in so i can do push-ups uh <laughs> and i have nowhere else to do them i can't do them anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> i have to do them inside a gym <laughs> so you know that should tell you all the character traits that you need to know about your culture kings team ladies and gentlemen Let's do Queen of the Week. Queen of the Week. I have a lot of queens. Ooh. So I'm going to, um, and it's all part of one cast and one show, but I do want to shout all of them out. I do want to uh, apologize because I may butcher a couple of these names. But my queens of the week are the ladies involved with Never Have I Ever, which I loved that show a lot. Uh, I thought thought it was such a fun show. I thought it was so good. It was great. It was a great introduction to a lot of these young women of color uh, and that were a part of the cast. And Mindy Kaling. So shout out first, Mindy Kaling. Queen of the Week. Shout out to uh, the star of the show. Her name is Maitreyi Ramakrishan, I think. Mm. I apologize. Okay. Lee Rodriguez, uh, Porna Jaganathan. I apologize if I mispronounced that. And Ramona 
Young. Uh, the cast, the main forecast of that show and the creator of it. Such a fun show. Uh, we need more shows where not only the leads are women of color, uh, but, you know, we're introducing women of color to the world. Because yes. a lot yeah. of times when you got a show that's women of color, you they feel like they, they have to have had some star power behind them to make the show pop. And that that's not always the case. That's rarely the case. No. You just need to give them a chance to to pop and and introduce new stars to the world. So those are my queens of the week this week. Watch it on Netflix if you haven't, if you just want to watch a fun little light show that actually has some pretty good heart to it. My queen of the week is... um, So this will be the only time in the history of this show, I'm going to say it right now, that the queen of the week will be a white woman. This will be the only time we do this. It is filmmaker Lynn Shelton. Uh, Lynn Shelton uh, recently passed away uh, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, it happened while we were recording this. Uh, and the reason why I want to shout out Lynn Shelton is for a couple of reasons. Uh, Shelton was not only an amazing indie film director because, you know, she had this very naturalistic style that was more conversational, very influenced by the mumblecore scene and all that stuff. She was also very amazing of a filmmaker because she got started in her mid to late 30s and that to me is just such a phenomenal accomplishment to say hey i want to go down this path in life and maybe it's not too late for me to do something and she went on to direct some of the you know great great comedies uh, and television shows that you know we enjoy now uh mad men new girl the mindy project Fresh Off the Boat, Master of None, Marin, Casual, Shameless, Ghosted, Love, Glow, AP Bio, Dickinson in the Morning Show. Uh, and I believe her last project was uh, Little Fires Everywhere. Uh, she directed many episodes of that show. She was just a phenomenal force. Uh, she was a very, very hard worker. And I think that she's just a reminder that you get started on your dreams. Like, you know, you don't have the time that you think you have. Why are you sitting there doing something that you don't like? Do what you really, really believe in. So to the only white queen of the week ever, Lynn Shelton, you'll be dearly missed. Age. Rest in, rest in all of the paradise. Uh, love that. Love that. Uh, oh, I see Matt about to speak and try to bring the mood down. Cut this episode off before, before he says anything. Cut it off. <laughs> what, Start Matt? the music. What, Matt? What are you going to say? Go ahead. Go ahead and say it, Matt. Go ahead and say it, Matt. I I wasn't going to say anything. Cut it off. <laughs> Cut it off. Cut him off. <laughs> <laughs> At Jaquise Neal on all social media. <laughs> At Edgar Montplazier on Twitter, Instagram, on the gram, Culture Kings Pod on all social media. Uh, guys, we're going to have some bonus content actually starting. What's the date again, Matt? When is the date again? Let me pull it up. I don't remember. Hold on June something. June something. It's like June right? 16th or something, but let me find Let me find it. Okay. Um, we're going to have some bonus content coming to Stitcher Premium pretty soon. We'll yeah, have June some pretty 16th. June 16th. We'll have some pretty fun stuff uh, planned for you guys. So be on the lookout for that. 
maybe one of these days we'll get our merchandise store with the Earwolf family uh, actually up and popping. I don't know what that's looking like right now. But guys, we want you to to let your Culture Kings freak flags fly. Uh, so listen uh, to more content. Our, our, our clothing and all that stuff from the Earwolf store should be up pretty soon because the problem was is that Earwolf uses little kids to make their clothes, and those kids were all oh, in school. No. But now that I can't school, that. I'm not leaving that. Na- in. <laughs> now that school is closed, <laughs> the kids are free to make all the content. I don't know why you would choose to make my job harder, but I'm not leaving that in. 